now time for the People's Pundit with your host, Slick Willie Bill Clinton and humorous Will Roberts. Now, here's the news. That's right, news and information from a credible source, because now it's hard a day, these days to find a credible source. So I pull in the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Bill Clinton, Slick Willie Clinton. And you know what, sir? I say it every week. I'll say it again and again and again. It's an honor to get the truth machine, the the man, the myth, the legend. I'm just hoping someday you'll bring your sax with you. That's your saxophone. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Will. I you know, I, every now and then I just go in there and I kind of just dust it off and and I just touch it and it just it 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 makes me think of Arsenio Hall and I I don't necessarily mean the way you're thinking of but it is a it's a beautiful piece of uh, piece of machinery that I I wish I could still blow as well as I used to but you know I just I just can't sometimes I just look at it. It collects dust when you don't use it, sir. It does. A lot of things collect dust. Will I mean you got you got to dust off a lot of things sometimes. Yeah. That you know that you might wind up having to put in your mouth, so it's it's a uh, you know it's it's an important thing. We do that around the house all the time. Yeah, before uh, our before our rating changes, I'm going to move on. Uh, so let me ask you, sir. Uh, a lot is happening. Hey, you know, here in the West Coast, it's been really hot. The Dodgers are even hotter. Uh, it's only one game to one game, but uh, uh, have you you get a chance to watch any baseball? Oh, I, I, I love me some baseball. So, so, some best friends played, had a ton of people. I, uh, you know, nothing <laughs> nothing like getting a home plate, Will. I, uh, I'll be honest with you about that. And, you know, it's funny enough, I was I was, I was at game two. Uh, you know, they kept the cameras off me. I was I was there with uh, with former uh, President, uh, you know, Herbert uh, Bush, uh, oh, GW. Nice. And, uh, you know, we were having a chat because this, uh, I was a little disturbed. This whole, whole story came out on him of being the, uh, Suddenly accused, yeah. you know, in a lot of Harvey Weinstein, he got accused of, of sexual assault. And, yeah. you know, I couldn't help but thinking, I'm like, well, now, now, I, you know, I, I know George is a man, but, you know, man's in a wheelchair. I mean, when he just reads up to try and shake somebody's hands, he's probably going to catch you in the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just, gonna happen. I'm, not, I'm not really, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you accuse a man of sexual assault in a wheelchair. Uh, I guess somebody'd have to ask Stephen Hawking. But, oh, yeah. uh, well. you know. I, I, I was with him at Stadium Club, and he was rolling around, you know, knocking things over. Um, and I, I didn't see him do anything appropriate, so I, I honestly don't know where she's coming from. You know, she could be right. For You know, he could have just been reaching for some nachos. He could have um, But it was, uh, it was unusual to see that, uh, that, that come queen. out because, you know, yeah, 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 well, you know, I mean, uh, listen, I'm, I, I, I definitely want to support women. Uh, you know that. Yeah, um, but, but let me ask you something. Is that has that this recent thing with Weinstein and the presidents and all the other directors and so on? Has that made you a little? Ner- have you decided to be a little recluse because you know some of that stuff? Uh, yeah, we we appreciate you and you're you're the man. Uh, but so has some of that stuff made you kind of hang out inside your in, indoors instead of coming out in public because you're afraid people are going to start pointing at you. Well, it's a lot of things been pointed at me. Will uh, <laughs> probably someone from a long way away with a with a scope that I wasn't aware of. Oh, wow. Uh, and I understand people's frustrations. I, I think, you know, the thing we, we, we got to be careful of, uh, it's a problem, is, you know, the word consensual. Now, that's right. I, I realize that's a big word for a lot of people on the right. Yeah, and, um, the, words, but, and the word sensual is in there as well, by the way. Well, that's true, which they wouldn't even understand the meaning of that yeah. most of the time, uh, at least from my experience. Yeah. But I, I think that that's the thing is that, it, uh, you know, I made a mistake. I, 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 I admit it. I, I believe I pretty much... Uh, in lots of ways paid for it but uh there is a difference between consensual and and not so much and so much, yeah. we got we got a man in hollywood and many men in hollywood uh we certainly got somebody in the white house that don't seem to understand what that word means and more notably don't seem to care no don't seem uh, to care Hey, let me. And, uh, I want to end. I want to end on a note because we're at the end of the segment. But uh, if you were playing baseball, the pre, you know former President Clinton was playing baseball, would it be okay for you to steal second? Oh, oh, well, first of all, you gonna steal second? You got to be fast enough. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure back in my day, I was fast enough to steal second. We just have to leave it at that. <laughs> it was Slick Willie Clinton, uh, myself, Will Roberts. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Always a pleasure. Well, Chelsea, put that down. <laughs>
all the way from the West Coast, it's humorist Will Roberts and his weekly telegram. The highlights and lowlights of all that's happening in and around the world. All right, Will, what's the scoop? All right, Will Roberts Weekly Telegram, willsays.com. Hold on. <clears throat> Clear my throat there. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the week. And, of course, uh, before we even get started, uh, get your phones out because you can get us at uh, willrobertsweeklytelegram.com. And, of course, on Twitter, it's today's cartoon. That's today's, plural, cartoon, not plural. And uh, you can check us out there. And, of course, on Instagram, two places, of course, today's cartoon. And or today's cartoon, and of course my personal eh, Instagram, which is Will Roberts Actor. That's Will Roberts Actor. It's by far the more active of the bunch, um, and because I'm running around doing what I'm doing. But uh, this week's going to be a little different. Uh, you may notice because I am going to try, and I say try because he's in the wings right now. I'm going to try to get my guest to hang out for a while with me, and who knows what we'll talk about. But isn't that the M.O. of the show? M.O. of the show. M.O. of the, I feel like that's a song or a rap. Anyway, um, this week, lots of fun stuff. I don't even know if I can tell you. Normally, we go from the, be- uh, the end to the beginning and say, this is what's happening. Rajna Chowdhury is still out. Pop box. That's P-O-P-B-O-X dot com. Weekly Bills on the Hill. Because she had a baby. You can't keep that a secret. For a long time, I was like, uh, yeah, Rasha's kind of just out, you know, doing her thing. And now, officially, she has a baby. So she's doing that. And everybody else is pretty much where they're at. And mainly because I've been kind of like running around doing my thing, thing, thing. And uh, so it kind of makes it more difficult. But luckily, uh, the show is on uh, several different stations around the United States and abroad. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that word, huh? Yeah, <laughs> think about it. Anyway, um, but uh, fortunately, I can always reach in my hat and find a good friend. And I do have one that is in the wings, and now I'm bringing him out. A good friend of the show and has been on the show for many years, actually, but went off and he was traveling. BTS, BTS, uh, I don't know the rest of it. Luckily, I know the BTS part, Brian T. Shirley. Brian T. Shirley. Uh, hanging out with me this week uh, on the show. And what's the other part, Brian? By the way, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Oh, great. It's good to be back. It's yeah. been a while. It has. It's, uh, Damn you. BTS, it's BTS what you've been doing, on the road. On the road. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, when you said what I've been doing, you mean all the illegal stuff? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, <laughs> the stuff back that... back and forth to the, the movie. And stuff oh, yeah, like that, yeah. There yeah. you go. The BTS on the road. That's right. Because you yes. And you do. By the way, um, again, welcome back to the show. Miss having you. And every time I think I'm going to be able to get you to come on, one of us is busy doing something. But um, let's catch up. First of all, um, on the road. And you do a segment. Uh, I know this. And you it's produced and put around uh, different stations. You chime in and you call in. What is it? It's it's um, Hollywood, right? That's BTS Entertainment Corner. There it is. The and, corner. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, trying to push independent artists Good. of all kinds. That's great. You know, music, movies, mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, I'll be. I think I I uh, gave a shout out for the movie you're doing, sure. and you. Congratulate you Thanks. on getting the role, the lead role in uh, iBot. So yeah. I talked about that Monday, among other things, uh, the the film festival that you're also a part yes. of, and that yes. you have a film in it. Yeah, we'll talk and, about uh, that because that is really exciting. Because the idea of what you're doing is really kind of, I want to say cutting edge, but I don't even know if cutting edge is a word to use anymore because it's like the minute you say cutting edge, someone dulls it up and is doing something even more cutting edge the next day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but but we'll talk about the film festival because that's exciting because you're doing it basically online, which is very clever and cool, uh, which means no one has to spend money and travel places, and you know, there it is. So, um, be. BTS and uh, the behind the scenes pretty much on anything entertainment, correct? Yeah, I like to give a voice to folks that, uh, you know, normally wouldn't have a platform because yeah. they're not, a like you said, A-list or B-list yeah. Yeah. or, uh, you know, just have a lot of money behind yeah. them. So Or anywhere uh, on the alphabet list. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. you know. But, but that's kind of in, though. You know, uh, Brian, that's really, when you say that, you say you're giving a shout-out to the the underdog, whatever. But the thing is, nowadays, man, 
even this thing I'm doing now, it's a union film, but you just never know. I mean, I'm talking to people, and every time I I did a film the week before that a producer and a, I'm sorry, a, a director and a cinematographer wrote for me because it was about a, a, a street performer that was really down and out, aren't they all? Um, but, you know, the point is, is that there's, they said, well, we're going to do this and that, but we're already talking to Amazon and we're talking to like uh, AT&T Universe or whatever. It, it's like everything now, even though you say underdog, it kind of doesn't matter if you produce it on your phone or you you scribble out a roll of toilet paper. It's got possibilities. Yes, you got to uh, get a niche audience. You got to yeah. market it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being online is king now. Yeah. You know, having a following. And I mean, if you can't get the big bucks to have billboards sure. and commercials on tv if you can at least finagle your way around Social the internet to, yeah. yeah to to find that following and capitalize on it and of course quality you got to put out something yeah, that's good quality if, if you want to keep that following yeah. and everything yeah. easier so, said than done by the way easier said. oh than my done. god yeah because yeah. you you know you have a vision you, you know i do web series yes, do. and not just uh BTS on the road, mm-hmm. but I do scripted ones too. Right. Bingleton Socks is another one that I do. Oh, that's cool. And you don't know. I mean, I think something's funny as hell, you know, and I, I shoot it. I write it. I got people now that I, I've got a little school of actors now that, yeah. that want to be in it. Oh, that's and good. Cool. I write around these characters. Yeah. You know, I, I go, okay, I picture him as a detective. So sure. we did a detective one. And, uh, you know, you, you'd think it's funny and you hope. So you put it out and you just, <laughs> it's like a little kid or something. You're yeah. like, all right, here, go to school. Yeah, Hope you get right. good grades. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, but you're uh, over 30. I'll just go, I'll be nice on that one. You're, oh yeah. Be, that is well, nice. well, go ahead. I mean that in the sense, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the sense that, you know, I, I'm not being old, but I was sitting there talking to someone on set the whenever and was saying, you know, it's, isn't it weird? Like I'm watching stuff now and, and you see stuff and, and you go, oh, let's see, I want to produce something. Because we, we've, I say you, me, and a handful of others around the world, country, we've been producing th- stuff ever since we started. Uh, mainly because, one, we got to keep the creative juices going. And number two, I am a firm believer that if you really want to do something, because I've been doing this for 30-something years, and in the beginning, you couldn't do that. You couldn't be a producer. You couldn't be a director. You couldn't be anything other than an actor because the industry would look at you and go, what are you talking about? You're an actor. Now, it's kind of like you look at everybody's signature on their emails, and it's like, actor, producer, director, writer, and it's like everybody does everything, but here's the thing. You look at some of this stuff, and and someone said to me, Mel, maybe you're just being old. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm like, that's not funny, okay? That's, oh, I know what it was. I was shooting this thing last week, and there was a scene where this guy was running around with a chicken, and, and he's swinging around, and the crew and everybody was hysterical. And myself and a guy on set, uh, his name, Rob uh, Brozinski, and he is a guy that was, is in uh, Twin Peaks, and um, he is a, he did this one thing and it's kind of, I think it's going to become a cult thing, but we were watching this and he looks like Lincoln. And I'm like, is that funny? He goes, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but I don't get it. They're all laughing like crazy. They're like, they're stitching stitches. And he goes, look at how old they are. And the humor is different. I feel like uh, I feel like 1985 and Bill Murray found the uh, the, the the candy bar in, in the in the bottom of the pool in Stripes, was it? And I'm oh, like, yeah. what's wrong with him? He's retarded. <laughs> and people are like, that's funny. Am right. I wrong? And comedy has taken a swing for the whatever. I think it has. Uh, I definitely see it with some of the stand-up that yeah. uh, I get to see when I'm not doing my own shows because, or if I happen to work with a younger comic, sure. uh, I don't get to that much because either I'm headlining or I'm featuring for sure. another guy that's been doing it for 30 to 40 yeah, years. Right, so, right, right. Uh, yeah, but I have noticed that I've, I have a guys that, that fall, you know, that I, that I try to help out I, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get a video from somebody cause I, you know, they're sure. trying to help get me. me to help them. Sure. And, uh, I watch and, you know, the language is one thing, but yeah. I remember that. I remember back sure. when I was, you know, Eddie and Murphy. Then, yeah. 
and Tiger. then uh, which there's nothing wrong with it if it's no. well placed. Yeah, you know? and if that's your mo, you know? if that's your deal, man, that's cool. Right. Yeah. But uh, I think the other thing is the edginess now. You know, is different. There's a different edge to it. Yeah. It's kind of like, and then it's it's almost being uh, there's some sort of anti-comedy thing going now. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, understand. I, I understand that. Yeah. It's you know. It, it's, you're not cool if you're funny or yeah. something. I don't know. I don't. And there's always got to be a political, uh, hard left bent to it yeah. for some reason. Yeah, that's yeah. just that's true. the mo I've been seeing on some young younger comics right. in the last five to ten years, and, I guess. And, but of course, it's going to change. It can't stay the same. Well, it can't, well, yeah. okay. But there, look, I'm also a magician, and let me tell you something. You can do any trick you want for me, and I've been doing it for long enough that I would go, oh, that's this principle. That's that principle. Because in this industry mm. of uh, performing, we have principles and we have concepts. Uh, comedy isn't any different. My kids this Halloween were so excited that my wife said, and I was like floored that my wife even suggested this, but we bought Abbott and Costello meet uh, uh, Dracula and the Mummy, or no, Dracula and Frankenstein, and then the Mummy. And my kids were re reciting it still to this day, the lines that Abbott and Costello said, and I'm like, damn straight. And you know what? I was thinking, you know, I know it's a little slapstick, but the only difference between maybe what Abbott and Costello, uh, Laurel and Hardy and the Three Stooges, and I'm sure there are others, did that is different about now is the malice that they have yeah. now. They're like, I, yeah, oh, I don't man. give a crap I, if I'm hurting people. I, I think you nailed it. And here's the big thing, Will, to me is, you know, stylistically, if it changes, that's fine, whatever. Is it funny, though? I mean, that's the bottom line. Of course, that's subjective, but I'm saying overall, you know, and just to be shocking, to be shocking, to me, has never been funny. No. And that's what's going on. Jackass sometimes. style. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, just to say stuff that is clever, but not funny. Yeah. That's not funny. No. You know? No. I've no. seen that, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm clever. I've got funny. smart, yes. you know, words. I yeah. can use, you know. Well, well, clarify for me that it, this concept of stand-up is uh, either true or not, and that is um, when people can relate to your comedy, it's even better and funnier because they can relate to your comedy, right? Relation Relating is across the board in entertainment. Yeah. If you can't relate, if nobody relates to your stand up, yeah. to your song, to your movie, yeah. to your TV Good show, point. Good point. it's not going to, now you're going to relate to a certain amount of people, you mm -hmm. know, and that's right. when you get into broadening your, you know, your presentation or whatever you want to do, demographics. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It's so, yes, okay. relating is the most important part of it. Now, who are you relating to? Yeah. And, you know, Obviously, if I'm doing country clubs, I got to do a whole different yeah, set whole different than set. when I'm doing a uh, nightclub. A nightclub, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So, kind of uh, capping up what we were saying about the comedy parts, and I worked with uh, Derek Beckles, who is a really, I guess, a well-known uh, director for Adult Swim. I matter of fact, I think Derek Beckles created Adult Swim. I was told something like that. And he's a younger African-American guy. And, you know, he's, and I did this, um, you know, they did a, a handful, and I don't know, maybe they still do them, of uh, commercials through Adult Swim, but they're just odd. I did one for Geico, and I played a guy that uh, popped in and out of the scene saying, hey, if you want your uh, insurance, you can get it now. You know, that type of uh, game show guy. And I did a self-tape and audition. He goes, man, I love you. You're great. I want you to do the role. I'm like, cool. Well, we went in there, and they were doing things like, uh, if Geico's so easy. It's like doing uh, cell phone push-ups or curls or, you know, butter um, press and they were pressing on butter and they're doing things that and they were again same situation they were hysterical on set and I'm and and quite honestly I hope no one like that is listening but the actors that he had yeah, I feel bad were absolutely horrible they were horrible and I mean, they really didn't know what they were doing, what their mark was, what you know and it took a lot of takes to get one or two lines but there was a couple of guys in there that were great. They were very funny. 
But the point is, is that it's so weird that I think it's like it's like creating comedy that you literally sit there and go, I know what people would laugh at, but I don't want to do that. I want to I want to let's see, instead of a dog coming up to a hot dog and barking at it, I'm going to make the hot dog um, burst into flames and then it's going to go up someone's rear end. And I'm like, you know, it's wait, wait, maybe that was funny. I don't know why, but you know what I mean? It's just like they yeah. you said it right. They are going against the grain of comedy on purpose. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's almost like they can't stand what's gone on before them or something. Or That's kind of true. I, I kind of agree with you on that one because I know that talking to some people are like, yeah, I don't watch that. Have you ever watched that? No. Why not? Yeah, because, you know, I don't really like that style. Well, then they watch it. Kind of like my six, seven-year-old daughter. She hates watching My Little Pony. But then her brother is kind of watching it. And then you find her glued to the TV. And you're like, what are you doing? Well, uh, nothing. You know, they don't want to do it because you know that they're doing it. But anyway, enough yeah. of that. Enough of that. Right. Uh, so uh, tell me, what's one of your favorite uh, segments, BTS-wise, that you've done so far? Because you're doing a lot of them. You've been doing, God, gosh darn, for a while now. Uh, yeah, it's going on to the fourth year wow. coming up in January, and uh, there's a couple that stand out. One of them, I went from the top of the United States to the bottom, and I called that episode the Top to the Bottom Tour, where it started in Michigan Lake, Ohio, and uh, did a show up there. Got to Alabama, Birmingham, the second leg of that tour, the was there for three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the car breaks down that I'm in. I have to get it towed. You know, I'm at the hotel trying to get to the club. The headliner gives me a ride. Long story short, I get the next day, I get it towed to the the place and they say, okay, yes, uh, it's going to be $700 and it's going to take us two months to fix it. (laughs) I just looked at them and said, I've got the, yeah, they had to rebuild the um, something in it. I forgot what it was now, but the fuse box. Yeah. They said they had to rebuild the fuse box. And uh, it's going to take two months. And I'm like, well, I've got the hotel room for one more night. I'm in the middle of a tour. And they said, do you want us to get a salesman? I said, what the hell else am I going to do? So (laughs) I lost a car and bought a car in the middle of the tour and then continued on to Florida and wrapped it up. And I showed everything in that episode. Uh, Will, I've got the two guys that towed the car saying, this is, this, this is, this is Alabama now, folks. Wow. This is Mike. And this is Bubba. And you're watching BTS. On the road. Holy moly, dude. Got him in the video. And one of them's name is Bubba. And they followed me, you know, for, I, I think they still do, you know, online, you know, they'll, because I said, all right, you're going to be in this video when it comes out. And That's they were happy hysterical. as heck. Yeah. So that was one that will always stand out in my head. I had one where we had to chase down the money in Beaufort, Georgia. And, uh, you know, we, yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, that's why I call it BTS on the road. Because, folks, it's reality, but it's not BS and it's not made up drama. This stuff happens, and we don't, you know, ahead of time, I didn't go, hey, I'm going to need to break my car for this episode. No, all this stuff actually happens. So I'm on number 70. I'm editing number 70. Holy moly. Now, are you using, are you a PC or a Mac guy? I'm PC. I knew that. So I'm using Movie Maker. Oh, wow. (laughs) What a feeling you were. But Uh, uh, I'm um, trying to upgrade. I've got new equipment for the camera. I've got a... uh, great holder and a microphone now and it really pops a lot with that new microphone yeah, cool. that helps yeah a lot. all that stuff yeah you got the thing is is that you know I, I i shoot a lot on my i've got a couple of different cameras but i love shooting with my iphone 7 plus because it's 4k and i've got a gimbal that a lot you know there's a lot of things that i have that and and quite honestly uh you know swinging over to the making films and producing and whatever stuff you know the film that i have submitted into the um the film festival that you were a part of uh, was shot on a iPhone 5S, and uh, we used a gimbal and, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, because nowadays, man, there's just so many opportunities to do stuff that's good, and it's right at your fingertips, literally at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And can I speak real quick to what you were 
uh, we actually talked a little bit about this uh, before we came on the air, sure. but I think something important that I'd like for all the actors and you know people out there that follow movies and stuff to sure. know is what you said a little bit ago about now actors, you know, they're not just actors, they're writers, yeah, producers, everything. whatever. It's a couple of things I've noticed just in my experience. Number one, when you do start uh, putting together your own stuff, whether it be a web series or a short or whatever, when you go on to someone else's set, you've got so much more appreciation Bingo. for what they're doing, you Bingo. know, because you've seen it from that other side. Yeah. The, the other thing I would say about it is back when people would just stick to acting, and I could be wrong about this, but I think that what we said, the downtime is a mm -hmm. tough time. I don't think folks that have never been in entertainment, it's hard for them to understand, but the downtime, they're like, oh man, you made several thousand dollars yeah oh, right, well i'm right. not I, I don't know when my next movie is sure. or my next gig yeah, it could be a yeah. month or two months sure you know yeah. so i think that's when the prevalence of drugs and everything comes in because <laughs> well i mean seriously because no, think about you. it creatively good drugs so can't really afford <laughs> no it, you know. but creatively folks to me you see my not only the downtime for the money but i i, I i'll be honest with you i start getting depressed if i'm not on stage for about a week yeah or oh, if I'm I hear not you. doing something like acting or something and when you go for months like that i mean that's where i think we see a lot of this stuff so if you're doing your own projects and everything yeah, that something. at least gets that creative juice out there you know you it's not just bottled up inside you <laughs> why do i so think i have I, a syndicate radio show <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. i mean it, it does i think the downtime is a tough time for anybody uh creatively because then you have to fill that time. And if, and I do, I really do. I get down if I'm not doing something because, you, you know, I get you, it. I'm used to it over 25 years. Yeah. You know, I get it. And I'll tell you that, uh, and we can spin off on this folks. And by the way, as you're listening to this, you should understand that we're not only speaking of people in the in, in entertainment industry. We're talking about people who are not entrepreneur or whatever. If you work right. for someone, Hey, if you that's work true. for someone, that's cool. That's great. And you're probably like my wife. She has a kind of a new job, you know, in the last six months. And it's like, she doesn't have to worry about the times off the job. And she always kind of looks at me and goes, you know, are you, are you done working? I'm like, no. Why are you asking? I mean, the point is, is that no, I'm actually not. And I hate to say this, but I'll try to find the time. And it's hard to find the balance sometimes when you have family and uh, other things that are in your life because you have to constantly be out there with your feelers and try to figure out what's going on. Because here's the fact. The fact of the matter is, oh, by the way, first of all, before we go on, BTS, of course, Brian T. Shirley. Um, and you can be, of course, found on uh, what's your social media at this point? Uh, BrianTShirley.com is the website, Good. and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Okay. It's all on the site, YouTube. right? You can click to it from the yeah. site? Yeah. Okay, what's Brian T. Shirley? Spell it out for us. B-R-I-A-N-T-S-H-I-R-L-E-Y, just like the girl, dot com. BrianTShirley.com. There it is. And right. you can call me Shirley. If you can, um, or just call him anything. Call him, call him late for dinner. Do you uh, realize my dad has, he just bought a, uh, this year he bought, a travel agency and the name of it oh. is surely a good time oh that's funny com. why you, yeah. so your dad's funny really yeah he's got a sense of humor it's wow. surely a good time that's great <laughs> and i said dad if somebody messes up those searching that they could run into a porn site yeah that's exactly right i was just thinking to myself my god you've got a loaded gun there yeah uh, so it's surely is the name cool. not surely as an SU. Well, if you're looking for your travel uh, information and help, by all means, uh, surely we can help you. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, so there's some, uh, I just want to let people know. Of course, you're listening to Will Roberts Weekly Telegram at willrobertsweeklytelegram.com. Okay. So uh, the thing is this, is that what happens in our industry, I don't care whether you're a stand-up comedian, sit-down comedian, or you're whatever, you're a movie, commercial, just performers in general, two things that are totally misunderstood in this industry is, number one, it's a business. And number two, um, the fact of the matter is, is that you can sit around when you're not doing something or you're doing something and go, well, you know, someone should be calling me any moment now. And you know what? Unfortunately, nowadays, well, it never was, but nowadays especially, it, that ain't the truth. That you, you can't just sit around. I mean, I am constantly, constantly either shooting, producing, 
you know, meaning I don't like produce other people's stuff, my own stuff, but I'm editing or I'm social mediaing and I'm placing things to try to get people to pay attention to me. Uh, that way, eventually, the directors and the producers pay attention to me. So, um, you know, it's a really tough thing to do and you can be depressed as an entrepreneur going, where am I going to find anything? But I tell you that in my experience in life, that now is the absolute best time in our world to be creative and to be able to find a place to one, educate yourself, be careful. And number two, uh, a place where you can actually do things and seed um, and, you know, uh, pull in the fruits of your labor uh, when you do it. If you're sitting around waiting for someone to call you, yeah, that's not going to be so effective. Don't you agree? I agree. You have to be very proactive and you got several means to do it nowadays. Like you said, it's it's a great world uh, to be creative or to be, you know, just alive. But uh, especially when you can get the creative juices flowing. And I have a I wrote an article about the power of persistence. And one of the things I put in there was uh, diversification of your your talents yeah you know, talent versus diversification because we are all good at several different things That's so right. while you're not doing that one yeah you'll get the other ones going, absolutely you know? i mean i people always to ask me they go what do you do i'm like do you have 10 minutes i mean i mean <laughs> yeah. you know and you're laughing because you you know that about me i mean what honestly what is it i don't do and i don't mean that to brag i just mean it because look i never was a good waiter so you're better off not having me be your waiter here in la and you're better off you know because otherwise i'd always get the that type of job and at the at the end of a week they would come up to me and go man you're hysterical you're a great guy you're, we're gonna have to let you go because you're really a lousy waiter, but man, <laughs> would you go up to the front and be the host? I'm like, doesn't that isn't that a woman's job? No, no, you you'd be great. And you know, I I wound up doing it, but even then, they're like, yeah, you just you're really a great personality, but you're not suited for this type of business. We would much rather have as a customer. Thanks. Have a good day. But the point well, is, is that, you know, do what you do. You're also uh, will I interrupt? But you're also a bad waiter the other way, as in waiting. Yeah. for somebody to that's call right you. i am not good at that i'm like what the hell why isn't anybody doing anything but you know Correct. the the bottom line is is that there's uh, lots of things you can do but uh, i want to take a small break and uh, see if we can you know, pick up the, our sponsors or our people do you mind uh, hanging out and i want to talk about the film festival next and close it out with that is that okay yes okay yeah, you I'll have time right i'm not stay making you not make money somehow no this is helping me this is helping my depression out there you go good that's all that matters (laughs) send me your bill Um, All right, hey folks Will Roberts Weekly Telegram hanging out with Brian T. Shirley of course BrianTShirley.com and all those other fun stuff you can find on his website Uh, we're going to take a small break and uh, don't go away I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Okay, so this headline should make most of you cock your head in disbelief. Here it is. China unveils the first large passenger plane. Whoa, let's back up. Please raise your hand if you folks out there have had anything of quality in the past 50 years that has had the label on it, Made in China. Um, Chinese food does not qualify. Now, I don't mean to pick on the folks over in China, but come on, China. Your track record of quality products is as bad as our politicians getting anything done policy, which is they collect the money, but understand that it's sold as is and no refunds. Let's just say the lemon law is not something you live by. Plus, you folks have a little problem with lead. I mean, if you were strictly in the business of manufacturing pencils, you'd be set. However, you'd be broke, because I haven't seen a pencil in years. I just don't get how you think anyone would buy, trust, an airplane that was made from you folks. Number one, it would most likely fall apart in midair. Number two, if you could get it in the air knowing how much lead it was made out of. China, I have two suggestions for you. Number one, make your airline logo a parachute. That way folks feel a little safer. Oh, and stick one under each seat as a precaution. And number two, call your plane fleet Maiden. Made in the USA. Because if you don't make a quality product, you might as well trick them in believing that it came from a quality place. Get my cartoons at willsays.com. 
<laughs> All right, hey, welcome back. Will Roberts Weekly Telegram. And of course, WillRobertsWeeklyTelegram.com. Hey, you're listening to us on a, a couple of few stations uh, out of Washington, D.C., WPWC, WeActRadio.com, and uh, KOWS 95.3, I think it is, in the, the Bay Area of San Francisco, and a few others around. And plus, you can get us on CastBox. That's CastBox.fm. That's C-A-S-T-B-O-X dot F-M. I, I, I highly recommend if you can get that app. I'm sure they have it on both Android and uh, iOS, uh, you know, Apple. And um, because it's a neat app that allows you to get all of your, you know, you listen to what they have. And they have some great quality stuff. In addition, um, I think you can, can like surf through and see numbers of it's different when a certain thing is talked about. And it just has a lot of great stuff. It's a great app, castbox.fm. Check that out. And subscribe because they allow you to do that and they'll let you notify or they'll notify you. So, um, hey, let's move on to the second half of the show. And uh, Brian T. Shirley, of course, uh, Brian T. Shirley, BTS, um, On the Road and Funny and Hollywood. And he's always doing something. He is um, a legend in his own mind. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, one of the things that you're doing now, Brian, and by the way, BrianTShirley.com, is you are uh, an executive director or producer of a film festival that is purely online, correct? Tell us about it. Well, it's actually morphed now. Morph. And uh, yeah, it's No Strings Attached E News. Yes, and that's an online magazine, mm-hmm. which you've been in, you yes. know, you've been featured yeah. in. And uh, what happened was I did a, there was a documentary done on me called Veterans in Blue. It's a mm-hmm. short four minutes, you know, that the Air Force did about my life in the Air Force and my subsequent life being a comedian. And once this thing come out, I said, I got to do something with this, you know. So I started submitting it to film festivals, got accepted to one. I actually went to the film festival and I caught film festival fever, I guess. <laughs> Will. Sure. Um, it was wonderful. I mean, I don't know if you've been to one, but I don't know, just the, it's an infectious atmosphere. And I thought this is really cool, you know? So at the same time, I'm thinking, how can I help this magazine that I have so much stuff in all of my BTS on the roads are in there and just articles I've done. And it, I just the idea came to me. I said, you know what? We could do an online film festival through this magazine. And I That's went to great. the owner and the editor in chief and they said, let's do it. So we put together a board of directors. I was the executive producer and I brought in some people, Michael Loy, who I think you uh, have dealt with yep. in the past and uh, Janice Hermson from the radio show I do and uh, Savannah Conreview, the owner of that and some other folks put together this board in January and we just started putting it together, started it in July. It just ended a couple of days ago as far as oh uh, submissions. Submission. Yeah, that's cool. The submission phase ended uh, at the beginning of November. Now we're in the finalist phase of it's gone to our celebrity judges. The films are going there as we speak. Probably we'll have them all by uh, Monday. We should have everything to them. Here you go. They pick the finalists and we signed a deal with Shammy Media Group. Yeah, I saw that. I'm on the site. That's right. Great. And and if if you are a finalist in the long forms or the web series, you get a distribution deal with Shammy that's Media. That's and that's a signed contract. We and once that happens, we're out of the picture. It's between you and sure, them. You go to them and yeah. Bob Shammy and you figure that out. And then we have Cheers to the Warriors, which is a, a foundation that helps our combat wounded veterans. And a portion of the submission fees went to them or is going to them. And, uh, and any sponsorship we got, which we got, didn't get a few sponsors. So uh, I think it's 10% of that goes to them too. And that's just, that took a year of wow. almost of, to, to bring all this in. For, it's a lot of work and no money. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but that's not the, the, you know, the thing was for all of us to, to get gain experience and you know move forward into next year but the the thing about it is and we actually our short films because shammy media did not want short films so she said we we were thinking what we're going to do with those savannah Conway review tom down there they're going to have a screening of our top short films so we wanted to make sure we did something for them and as you know 
uh, will, I have a big network of media network that yeah. I'm part of. Mm -hmm. So these films that have made it through and the short films are going to get exposure on all of our uh, media outlets. So we're really uh, hammering home uh, just trying to help folks get their films out there. And the That's one great. that you're in signal yeah. uh, I, is, it was amazing. I can say it I now that the voting's it. over as far as I, I don't vote anymore. Yeah, right. I thought it was incredible. I thought I you did a hell of a job oh, in it thanks. too. I mean, yeah. and, and when I saw that you got this uh, movie now, I thought, I mean, I could be wrong, but I was going, I bet he got that from because of the signal thing. If somebody saw him in this. I didn't, you know, but, you know, uh, I, I will this. tell you that, uh, you know, they're, mainly because, you know, one of the things you can't do when you are doing um, film festivals is you really can't put your film out. You can't right. like, put it out in public because then they just don't Unless. want them. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? We broke that mold. Oh, and you? there's there are some film festivals that did, too. We did a couple of things. We noticed that other film festivals, well, we did things different. Let's put it that way. Right. And I don't have anything well, against good. any film festivals. No. They, hey, they run them the way they want, and God bless them. Yeah. I have nothing against that. But I said, number one, uh, to the board, I said, number one, I don't want this, hey, if it was made uh, you know, before 2015, we can't take it. No. Screw that. If it was yeah. made 1980, we'll, we'll take it. You know? Absolutely. And the other thing is, is if it's out on YouTube or if it's available to the public, a lot of, like you said, a lot of film festivals won't take it. I said, no, to hell with that. We're taking it because I know how hard it is to get stuff yeah, out there. And produce and when it. You, and produce it. And when you work your tail off and everybody's going, oh, no, you can't show it to anybody. That's very frustrating. Yeah. So I said, I don't care if they've got it on YouTube. I don't care if the world can see it. If they sure. want to submit it to our film festival, we'll yeah. take it. Well, it's about films and, you know, the festival, and I get it. I have to tell you, yeah. though, that if you're looking for um, the website, new, uh, what's the name of the, sorry, I'm it's looking at N-S-A-E-N. -E -N. But what is yeah. the name again? The it's news? No Strings Attached yeah. E-News. Let me tell you this much. If you do not, I repeat, do not look for No Strings Attached um, and uh, on the search engines, because when I did, FYI, Brian Shirley. <laughs> sure, go ahead. It's a porn site. Oh, no. Oh, it's a God. site that actually, like, it looks like it's like Ashley Madison, where it's got a picture <laughs> of people on it saying, if you want to be discreet, no strings attached, you can oh, hook up. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay. wow, this is a good-looking site they have. Why well, do these people the have safe naked? Way, the way, the safe way to do it, folks, is just to do the, the initials N-S-A-E-N. And that's what I was going to yeah. say. Folks, go to N-S-A-E-N.com. That's N-S-A-E-N.com. Do not go to yeah. the other one, especially if you're guy and your wife's over your shoulder because um, right. that's weird stuff um so yeah that, we were very pleased i actually didn't know that the person that submitted the film for us because i did this uh signal when i was in uh brazil and was shooting for 46 days the netflix film which by the way comes out November 10th uh, on Netflix to 190 countries called O Matador, or the American version is called The Killer. And I am not the killer. Uh, that is uh, Diogo Morgado, who played Jesus in a very popular series. So if oh, you wow. see him, you'll go, oh, yeah, yeah this guy's like uh, sliced bread from, you know, anywhere over into that uh, South American kind of a yeah. world. So he's from exactly. uh, Portugal. And he's right now he's just finishing up a film he's doing that I was supposed to do. But unfortunately, you know, I couldn't afford to go with the rates. Yeah, but that's the way it goes. Anyway, ah, yeah. but I stayed here. And the point is, is that Omatador does come out and that'll be kind of fun. But when we were on set, we, you know, I was there for 46 days. And I was mm -hmm. hanging out with uh, Diogo and we became really good friends. And the other cool thing is, is that he was the only person well, there's only about a handful of people on that set that actually could speak English. So, because it was a Portuguese film. So we hung out and he spoke great English and we, you know, uh, weathered the storm through 46 days of uh, Brazil. Now, when I say that, please understand that I'm not talking about hanging out with, uh, with Blue the Bird in, um, in Rio. 
I'm talking yeah. about, you know, I'm talking about, we're talking about Pernambuco. And if you know anything about Pernambuco, which I love the people there, if they're listening, I love you all. Uh, obrigado, which means I'm sorry. But wow, it is uh, pretty much makes Mumbai, by the way, which I shot a film in, look like a, um, uh, a hospital in regards to cleanliness. It is just icky. And so we were like hanging out and Diogo said, why don't I just, you know, why don't we use your phone and I get, let's get a gimbal. So we searched online and we found a gimbal. Now everything is in Portuguese and I couldn't. So we tried to find an eBay or something and everything is in Portuguese. So we had to, it took me two and a half weeks to get a gimbal. And if you know what that is, you put your phone in it and it allows you to move your phone around. It has a motor on it and look like it was shot major motion picture. So you get these really fluid motions because if you're trying to do it with your hand, it's jiggity jaggedy. And mm. so we waited two and a half weeks to get this thing it showed up and we took literally two days and shot this on our days off in Pernambuco, Brazil, and bobbing and weaving and uh, going through emotions and climbing up to a mountain that took us two and a half hours to get to the top. When you look at this <laughs> thing and I'm crying, yeah. it is yeah. the yeah. scariest thing in the world, but it's the most beautiful place I kind of think I've ever been. So fun experience, but all done with a five, uh, 5S, iPhone 5S. Yeah, and well done. And Appreciate it. Yeah. So that's a, if that's a window into where you were working, I think I only saw one house in the Yeah. Uh, they don't even have uh, they don't even have doors. Like everybody in Pernambuco, it was like a village type of place and they shot it specifically in there because the Kenyaseta, I think forgot what they're called, but um, the cowboys that were back then in the early 1920s and 30s, which is which is what it's about, and a bounty hunter that chases down me chases down the killer, uh, Diogo, and tries to kill him throughout the whole film, I'm not going to do the spoiler alert, that's all I'll tell you, um, is literally about this village. And these people, the old elders there, go, yeah, we remember when they raided the place. And their MO, when they raided the place, was they cut everybody's heads off. So there's Ooh. pictures there showing in, like, I don't know if it's a museum or someone's a box in someone's home, but uh, of these people's heads cut off, and, and they were very Jeez. famous for doing that. So very interesting area and certainly a wonderful place to visit and say, I've been there, but it wasn't a clean place. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, let me tell the – can I tell the listeners just one Please. kind of quick funny story Absolutely. about this film that you sent in? Yeah. Well – that you didn't send in, oh, but yeah. you're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we're getting these films oh, yeah. and this thing pops up and I'm like, okay. So I go to watch it and everything. And I forgot where it, it was in the beginning credits or, you know, whatever. I saw Will Roberts somewhere. I can't remember where uh -huh. I saw it. And um, I'm going, I can't be the Will Roberts I know because, <laughs> you know, he, he's he usually tells me guy. when he's doing something yeah. like this. You know? uh, so I was like, okay. And then I start watching it and there you are. And, but you've got this full beard, yeah, you know, full beard. Yeah. and I'm watching and I'm going, and it, I had forgotten that I'd seen your name. Cause I've probably watched it like a few days after yeah. uh, I looked at the link yeah. and you started talking. And then I went, Oh my God, that's Will Roberts. That's Will Roberts. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, your beard. I mean, I the just, beard. yeah. But and it looked like you kind of dirtied yourself up a little bit. No, too, or... I'm just older now. Okay, oh, thanks okay. a lot, Brian. Anyway, that's Brian, <laughs> folks. Hope you enjoyed him. He's gone. No, but I'm telling you what, the beard totally threw me off. And when, as soon as I heard your voice, I was like, "Oh my God, that's Will Roberts." Yeah. Oh, that's right. I saw his name. Yeah, they told but, uh, me well, to grow. They said for the uh, the role in uh, Omatador, the killer is the Gringo. And uh, finish your story because I want to tell you a real quick one about that as well. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. That's basically it. It was I didn't, when you talked, then I knew exactly who you were. Oh, yeah. that's him. Uh, so we were doing, you know, I originally got called from uh, Marcelo Gavala. I forgot how he pronounced his last name. And he has done a few films that were absolutely acclaimed films. One is about a couple of kids with special needs, like they might be like autistic or retarded. I don't know what you call that nowadays. Sorry. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that he has done a couple of films that have been absolutely, and you see them and you go, oh my God. And they are just amazing films. And so this is the big full feature that he's doing. And so anyway, uh, 
they called me two and a half years previously to the film, you know, me being there in Brazil. And uh, his assistant got an email saying, we are interested in having you teach our actors how to spin guns and ropes and, and whips and knives and, you know, all the stuff that I do in my other life as a cowboy. And I said, absolutely. And a lot of times I say to people that call me about commercials or stuff like that, I go, I would love to do it, but you have to look at my reel and you have to cast me. And they're like, this, so this director was like, well, what if I don't like your reel? I'm like, well, I guess you don't have someone doing your stuff for gun spinning. And, and he goes, are you kidding me? I went, yeah, that's kind of how I feel in the sense that I can make that choice to do that. I can. But, you know, in this case, I got the script two and a half years before it came in. And it was totally different. Honestly, totally different. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, he goes, and I want you. And I don't know how much general knowledge this is. And I hope I don't get busted for saying this. But right. he, there was a role in there called Gringo. And I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. He's a guy that uh, a bounty hunter that follows uh, Diogo throughout the whole movie and tries to kill him in any way, shape, or form he can. Well, I'm reading this, and he goes, yeah, and I want the ro that role to be played by, and I can never remember how to say his name, Danny Trevadio. You know, oh, yeah, machete. yeah, yeah, yeah. Machete. Mm -hmm, machete. And, oh, I, yeah. and I said to him as I'm looking through this, because we had done a Skype with one of the guys in the film, a French guy, and after we were done, I went, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because they're there. I'm here. We can do Skype, but he's older and he didn't get it at all. And I'm like, God, I can try to do this on set. He goes, don't worry about it. So he says, what about that role of gringo? Can you teach him gun spinning, ropes, tricks, everything? And I'm like, I can certainly try, but he's here in, here in L.A. and I'll have to start like right away. And that's like eight months to a year before we even decided to you know go out uh, to set and uh, start doing this stuff. And then about two months before that, they were still trying to work out a deal with him from what I remember. And I said, uh, well, okay, um, how's it going? Because I'm going to need to train him. And he goes, well, tell you what, yeah, I've gotten to know you pretty well. I saw your stuff. Can you read for me? And just read this and do this thing I want. You want me to read like via Skype? No, no, just go shoot it. Do these scenes and do this. I'm like, okay. So I did it, send it back to him. And I shot it in this barn with this place I know. Kind of did my version of it. Not a lot of dialogue, to be honest with you. But it's all in English um, and for me. And so I did it. And he called me back and he goes, um, great. You're, you're hired. You're, you're, you're my gringo. I'm like, oh, cool. So I said to him, I go, I guess I'm a little confused. He goes, why? I went, because Gringo's a white guy and you were going to cast Danny Trevato, which is a Hispanic guy. <laughs> yeah, Trejo, Am I missing yeah. something? Trejo, yeah. He goes, no. Okay, cool. Anyway, <laughs> I don't get this. So, it, But the cool thing was, is, and I get it. I get why he actually also made the decision, also based upon hopefully my acting, but in general because he wanted that guy to be like the stuff. Like, I, in, honestly, in the film, this is not a, a spoiler, I literally kill someone with a knife, a machete, rope, uh, guns, obviously, and whips. I mean, I basically did everything. I literally did what they are doing in, who my friend, Loop, that I worked with Cirque du Soleil, did um, in um, Kingsman 2. But I didn't, we didn't have all the CGI stuff. But, you know, he whips guns, ropes him. So this character literally has almost everything you can possibly imagine other than a kitchen sink to kill someone. So let me just tell you that much. There's an awful lot of killing in that film. So there it is. <laughs> I can't wait to see it now. Yeah, it, yeah me either, just because I know so much, you know, so obviously so much of it because I was there pretty much through the whole film. But uh, we shall see. They had, uh, I saw a couple of scenes and they looked phenomenal. They looked phenomenal. Good. So, Brian T. Shirley, uh, let's see, anything else exciting and new? Oh, by the way, uh, that film festival does, it goes from July till December, and now it's passed and not taking any more submissions, but you uh, start releasing the, the winners when? Well, we're going to talk. I'm hoping that I'll know the finalists before Monday. So I can talk about that on okay. BTS Entertainment Corner. Okay. We'll and then we're going to announce the winners. Uh, some It'll be before Christmas. We're, we're just saying, you know, mid-December, maybe even okay. a little earlier. But Good. we're, we're going to get them out as quick as we can. Because then we gotta, we're going to have a board meeting and say, hey, do we want to do another one next year? Do we want to continue? Wow. So that's, and then uh, it, we're leaning towards, yeah. But, you know. We still want it's to get the official thing done. It's a lot of oh work. my god, yeah. yeah. And we'll take a month break or whatever, and then boom, it's going to be right back to it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I did it uh, real quick. I did a uh, voiceover for a short film, very short film, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of neat. It's called Nana. Nana. And it's on YouTube cool. and it's, you know, free to watch and everything. But oh, good. Uh, that was kind of neat. I just did that a uh, couple it just came out like last month or whatever. And so that's what we were talking about earlier. So I, I'm doing voiceover stuff too. <laughs> you know, whatever angle I can get, I will. So Absolutely. I, pl I play a preacher in this uh, short film. It's a short horror movie. Now, and, I don't uh, know if, if it's the same because I'm looking right now. Uh, no, this says full movie. I'm looking at someone here. Uh, if you found the, um, if you could find the um, link, that would be great. I'm looking here. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Ganell, Ganell, no, I don't think this is it, but it says Nana, no. Nana the film. What's the name of the director or whoever? Do you remember? It's Zinc Boy Films, Z-Y-C-H. Z-I-N-K? No, Z-Y-C-H, Zyke Boy Films. Boy. Is it B O Y or B O I? Boy. <laughs> B O Y. Uh, <laughs> They're old school. Yeah. But well, I'm looking at they have, wow, episode 25 interview. They have some crazy looking stuff if this is the same people. Yeah. Um, it says Nana uh, 4K. It's like Nana and oh, small. Shot in 4K. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty neat. And I'll send it to you if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love to it. post it. That would be great. All right, Brian T. Shirley, I can't think of anything else to tell you. I pretty much, uh, as we say in the industry, milked you for everything you have. <laughs> I'll have to do some more stuff so I can come on in another year. Oh, you can. I'm sure that we could keep talking, but I'm, I'm going to allow you to go find somewhere to maybe make some money, stand on the street corner and tell people jokes, which, yeah. by the way, I'm not sure anymore if that would be funny just because everybody walking by you. Where are you at again? Are you in Atlanta? I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, no and... one's funny there. <laughs> yeah, and it's in the holiday season now, so I'm doing, you know, birthday. I mean, uh, Christmas parties and stuff like that. So that's what's going on in the next few months. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm DJing a wedding reception. Yeah. Oh, good. And I've got a corporate gig I'm doing next Saturday, and that's going to be music and stand up. So, you, cool. like I said, diversify your talents. And everything you, know. you can, absolutely. I appreciate you coming yeah. on the show. Brian T. Shirley, of course, BrianTShirley.com. And uh, he has all of his social media stuff on there. Check it out. Uh, this man is one of, the, one of the few that I certainly can talk to, and he will understand all of the trials and tribulations of what we do and uh, also be able to make a little joke out of it. Thanks for hanging out with us, Brian. Thanks for having me. Hey, folks, quick break, and then I'm going to come back and wrap up the show. Hang tight. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Now, I'm not sure why it's a surprise that old white politicians are telling everyone what they can and can't do. I mean, when you come in and you take everything from the original owners of this country, uh, the Native Americans, uh, that's why they call them Native, as far back as the early 1800s, why would anyone think treatment would be any different 200 years later? I mean, come on. Change and compassion for your fellow human takes time. A lot of time, obviously. I'm not really religious, but I do have a lot of faith. But if I did have a Bible near, which I'm sure most politicians don't, I might be able to find a passage that fits right now. Your M.O., Mr. President, leads me to believe that you're killing DACA because, well, you don't like to be outdone. And recently, Joe Olstein turned away hundreds of people, and you simply don't like that. So you said, hey... I can do that and raise you 800000 See, Mr. Trump, it's clear to me that you've never been through a childhood divorce. So let me help your lack of conscience out. Your parents get divorced. Maybe you move. But in most cases, you don't get to see mom or dad a lot anymore. And in some cases, never again. Like my father. And it's tough. And it can affect your life forever. But you want to take these young people, 800,000 of them, who've done nothing to deserve your heartless actions, you want to take them away and send them to a place that they may have never been before. Maybe so you can feel what it's like for these kids that you're displacing, you should try to go cold turkey and not go to one of your country club golf courses for a whole week. Better yet, Play at a public course where they make you carry your own clubs. Ew, scary, huh? I'm sure glad you didn't turn out to be a real politician that panders to their base. <laughs> 
I just wish that in the beginning, when you said that you were going to make America great, I just wish that you would have told us that you meant great only for the white supremacists or the Wall Streeters and the folks with absolutely no compassion. Because you see, you can't make America great if you don't know any of the history that made America great to begin with. And sorry, you won't get that lesson on Fox and Friends or your Twitter account. Get my daily scream at Today's Cartoon on Instagram and Twitter. Folks, uh, be well, be careful, and most of all, be cautious that you don't fall into a trap of finding information from places that blah, 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 blah. See you next week.